11.55. Almost midnight. Enough time for one more story. One more story before 12, just to keep us warm. In five minutes, it will be the 21st of April. One hundred years ago, on the 21st of April, out in the waters around Spivey Point, a small clipper ship drew toward land. Suddenly, out of the night, the fog rolled in. For a moment, they could see nothing, not a foot ahead of them, and then they saw a light. My God, it was a fire burning on the shore, strong enough to penetrate the swirling mist. They steered a course towards the light, but it was a campfire like this one. The ship crashed against the rocks, the hull sheared in two, the mast snapped like a twig, and the wreckage sank with all the men aboard. At the bottom of the sea lay the Elizabeth Dane with her crew, their lungs filled with salt water, their eyes opening and staring into the darkness. And above, as suddenly as it had come, the fog lifted, receded back across the ocean, and never came again. But it is told by the fishermen and their fathers and grandfathers that when the fog returns to Antonio Bay, the men at the bottom of the sea, out in the water by Spivey Point, will rise up and search for the campfire that led them to their dark, icy death. Twelve o'clock, the 21st of April. Welcome to the Bicoastal Hootenanny, starring Nate and Adam. I'm your diabolical host, starring Nate Frizzell in Los Angeles, California. It is Friday, which means it is Frizzell Friday. Today, in celebration of my favorite time of the year, we are bringing a very special Halloween edition of Frizzell Friday. Welcome to Spooktacle. Get your mind out of the racist gutters. This is a very innocent title. You just heard my dramatic interpretation of Sir John Houseman's monologue from the opening of the 1980 John Carpenter classic, The Fog. If you haven't seen it yet, now is the perfect time for it. It is a classic ghost story, perfect for Halloween viewing, but we are not in JD's office yet, so I will stop all that nonsense. Interesting Halloween trivia for you, though. Sir John Houseman, Academy Award winner for The Paper Chase, uh, died on Halloween Day, as a matter of fact. I believe it was 1989, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, today, I am joined by two of our Hootenanny favorites, my uh, fabulous co-host Adam Tootenanny Terror Wilson and Emily Ann Sanders Hangman. Welcome to Spooktacle. Boo. Ah! <laughs> Jesus, don't do that to me. Hello, how are you kids? Good. Good. Pretty good. Uh, I'm pretty freaked out though, Nate. Yeah. Monologue, monologue was so scary. Yeah, you like that? John Carpenter's from Bowling Green. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. So a lot. Yeah. See. So who would you say is the bigger local celebrity? You or him? Uh, well, they they don't have film festivals in my honor yet, so I guess him. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to ask because you know you run a snowball stand, so. 
I mean, it's. I think it's a fair question, right? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> he he doesn't come around as much as I do, so yeah, uh, I'm more you know there. You run into me. Yeah. He, if I'm not mistaken, now lives in uh, one of my favorite parts of the entire country, uh, which is an area about an hour north of San Francisco. Uh, near the Point Reyes Peninsula, where it's, it's actually where he filmed The Fog, uh, as well as Village of the Damned, which is a far inferior movie than The Fog. But it's, it is a beautiful, beautiful part of the world and very kind of eerie. There is something creepy about it. Um, you can get a good glimpse of it if you watch The Fog. Otherwise, I suggest taking a trip there. Um, quiet, beautiful part of the world. Anyway, um, I'd, so thank you for that little bit of knowledge, Emily Ann Sanders, hangman, uh, yeah. about John Carpenter. Uh, Adam, why are you freaked out? You said you were freaked out. I was freaked out because you're a scary monologue. That's oh, 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 but didn't you say that you had uh, something interesting happen to you last night? Oh, yeah. Last night I was walking around Brooklyn. I was just I just decided to take a walk, and it turned into a 15-mile walk. I decided to um, uh, uh, I walked over to where uh, Jackie Robinson used to live. Uh, the, the alternate title of this episode now makes a, a <laughs> never mind. People are going to get their minds in that gutter again. But, um, uh, I walked over to Jackie Robinson's house, which is really nice. And then I walked over to where Ebbets Field was, where the Brooklyn Dodgers used to play. And then I walked home. And as I was just walking home, uh, a bat flew right at me, right outside, right out of Greenwood Cemetery. Whoa. Uh, scared the shit out of me. Now, no, get this, Nate. It was the same exact spot where on August 7th, a bat flew at me again, like earlier. So this is the second time, same exact spot, probably same time of day that a bat flew right at me. It, it's like a bird, but retarded. Like you think it's a bird, but then it's like not straight. It's and then you're like, oh god, it's a freaking bat. It's gonna bite me. And Adam, I, it, I, yeah, I, I think you need to consider that you're being hunted. Yeah, I know. I, I'm like, they, I, I almost called you Dave. Like I'm on Letterman right now. That's how good you are. <laughs> uh, the uh, um, I, I've been hit by a car. And not been as scared as when a bat near misses me. Mm. Uh, I don't know what it is about that, but it's. I guess I think. Oh, there, well, that's one of those things. Well, where there's not one of them, there's probably eight hundred of them in there. And if they all decide they're pissed off, I'm still don't know what they would do to me. But that's fucking scary. It's a bat. It could be a vampire, like as a bat or something. I don't know. It's. I couldn't sleep last night. It sucked. Wow, that's that's crazy, and to happen so close to the. To uh, Halloween, man, that's that's a sign, brother. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. You better watch out on Halloween. Don't you go walking by that cemetery? No, I'm not. No, no cemetery, no cemetery walking for me. <laughs> oh, that's right, cemetery. <laughs> Shit. Well, speaking of uh, our our favorite coin droppings, uh, let's move right into my uh, our first segment here on Spook to Cole. Uh, a title, uh, a segment I like to entitle. That's some scary shit. This is this is the part where uh well I I believe we all have a a few unexplained or terrifying things excuse me terrifying things that have happened to us uh-huh. in our lives. Uh Emily uh you I believe you have a kind of a scary story to share with the Hootenears, don't you? I yeah, so Bring it. All right, so it's going to start off sounding kind of sad, but anyway. So my friend Josh has cystic fibrosis and he died. Oh. So um yeah, well, but the night that he Dad, I had this dream that he was gold and floating. So when I woke up in the morning, I got a call from a mom telling me, you know, Josh had passed away. And I said, oh, I know, because I had a dream and he was gold and floating. So um, I missed the, the funeral because I was stage managing a show at LSU. And 
my mom told Josh's mom, oh, well, Emily had this dream that Josh was gold and floating the, the night he died. And his mom said, um, a lot of Josh's friends had the same exact dream and told me. Ooh. Yeah. Whoa. So I wonder if that's like Josh, like sending out a message to all his friends saying, hey, I'm going to be all right. I, I don't I don't know. But wow. that's kind of creepy. That is creepy. Yeah, group group dreams. That's uh, that's some Nightmare in Elm Street shit. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that, Emily. That's uh, it, dream dreams are scary. That's why Nightmare in Elm Street. Well, the, at least the first couple were actually pretty pretty freaky because you can't you can't get away from sleeping. Um, and so you know what? When you're sleeping, you're going to dream, and that's when Freddy Krueger comes and slices and dices you. Uh, the last, the, 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 the last like five of them or however many there were got ridiculous. But the first used to scare the shit out of me. I had, um, that was sort of like a rite of passage when I was growing up. My cousin would like, every time I'd come over, he'd like make me watch Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th and stuff like that. That's why I'm such a huge horror fan. But when I was a kid, uh, you know, it would scare the living shit out of me. And then, uh, you know, you know how you'd go over to your cousin's house and you don't, you'd always have to like sleep in the same bed with them. Well, he would, he had a glow in the dark. Jason mask and he would put he would put the mask <laughs> underneath the covers so I'd wake up in the middle of the night and see Jason's face underneath the covers and I'd I'd get him back though because then I'd piss in his bed <laughs> uh, Adam you had some some crazy shit happen to you at some point well while I would uh, well I would love to share with you first off you should have gone with me first uh, oh. I, uh, that's that's a pretty creepy uh, good, good job Emily <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Garfunkel before Simon next time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ladies first is just my my rule. All right. Uh, okay. Um, but uh, no, definitely, I will not be headlining this. I don't know. Maybe I'll try. Uh, look, Nate. Though I would love to share with you the scary uh, the scary uh, events of a bloody nose behind one of those plain Walmart plastic masks that accompanies a poncho. As I dressed up as Inspector Gadget one year and He Man one year and Spider Man one year because my parents decided to pay only six ninety nine for a costume. Uh, and while I would also love to share with you my wit and subtlety of uh, actually doing what Adam Sandler told me and going as crazy alarm clock beard and crazy pencil mustache uh, around Darbone Hills, West Monroe, uh, I think the scariest Halloween experience I ever had was actually uh, an experience I gave uh, someone else. Uh, it was at Old City Cemetery in Monroe, Louisiana. Really old, really crappy cemetery. Just looks like a, 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 a neglected cemetery from you know the, when when Monroe was called Fort Miro in the in the 1780s. You know, uh, and it's really old and really dark. There's no lights in it. It's like you, it's probably unsafe and stuff like that. Well, my dad, my uncle, whom I shall not name, and I. Uh, decided that uh, when we heard that all my girl cousins who were having kind of like a slumber party and stuff like that, they decided, or like one of the moms decided to take them out on like a scavenger hunt to that old cemetery, which sounds like such a shitty thing to do, like to go fucking around with a bunch of kids in a cemetery. It just seems like that's a cemetery. Show some damn respect. Yeah. Those people built Fort Miro. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fort Miro, Nate. For fuck's sake. You've heard of that, I'm sure. I... Anyway, so. Anyway, uh, you probably got a painting of Fort Miro on your wall in your bedroom. I actually Fort, pa I painted it myself. Fucking Miro. Fort, I, I know. I know. <laughs> but then you got pissed off when you're painting it and one of the guys blinked. Okay, anyway. So <laughs> so my dad, my uncle, and I decided we would go out there and um, kind of we, – we heard about that they were going to go on some scavenger hunt. I don't know what they were looking for, like lipstick and Easter eggs or something like that. I don't know what you look for on Halloween at a fucking cemetery. Uh, so um, – 
we went and uh, we decided we'd scare the shit out of these girls. So we all had like, uh, you know, pantyhose to put over our heads and uh, like flashlights to go with the uplight and stuff like that. And um, uh, kind of like we had like water guns and stuff like that. Again, they couldn't see any of this. So like when they get squirted with water, they're like, oh, that's kind of creepy. It's not raining tonight. And then they see off in the distance a six foot tall figure, uh, you know, with just his head floating in the air, uh, in the air. And, uh, <laughs> and they're like, that's my dad or me, uh, you know, making scary sounds. And uh, the girls were seriously like, I mean, they were like, um, if there were cell phones at the time, the police would have been called. But um, yeah. uh, uh, it was great. And uh, when they kind of figured out that it was, it, I, I think at some point in the night, they, uh, I don't know if they had figured out who it was, but I think one of the girls recognized my voice. And it was my cousin's friend who kind of had a crush on me and she grabbed my wiener. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that, and so that's the first time a girl ever grabbed my wiener in my life, and that was uh, I was twelve years old. Wow! And I was in, uh, did you feel really? Old... Did you feel really bad about it? Like you feel like you had done something wrong? Uh, I thought the girl was just a whore anyway. So it kind of, <laughs> I mean, I just felt bad. I was like, well, I'd rather not be a complete whore from Washita Parish High School. Uh, touching my wiener, uh, I went to the clinic and got checked out. By the grace of God, I was clean. So. <laughs> Good for you. So maybe that was scary. That was scary when I, when a chick from Washita. Uh, touches your wiener. That's that's some scary, scary shit. Well, any other county, I would have said you've been fine, but Washita, uh, you know, uh, that's that Washita Parish. Excuse me, Parish. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are some scary uh, people over there. Uh, but uh, that sounds like that you turned it a, a scary, uh, some something scurry into something positive. Good for you. I did what I could. Um, I have uh, I actually have a couple of stories. I've got a number of things actually that have happened through my life that are that are genuinely frightening. Uh, like the time that uh, uh, our, our good friend uh, Gavin and uh, what the hell was Gavin's last name, Emily, from LSU? Uh, Robinson. Robinson. I thought it was Robinson. I just our, thought, good, our good friend, Nate. Our good well, friend Gavin. Well, yeah. I, kept, I kept wanting <laughs> to say Robinson, but I was like, wait, he doesn't have that now, lack of a name. The reason, the reason why you don't say that is because you're thinking when you say Gavin Ra, you're thinking it's going to end in Stale, as in yeah, the right, lead singer yeah. from Bush. And I, I do that all the time with him. And I was like, Robinson's not his name yeah. because that's that's Gavin Rossdale, the lead singer from Bush. So, so that's Gavin Robinson. So you, see, you get it. Uh, it, was, it was Gavin Robinson and Katie Crawford and I. Uh, we were at a yeah, party. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We were at a party yeah. near downtown Baton Rouge. And uh, I forget who said, whose place it was at. I want to say it was like David Sedevy or something like that. Anyway, uh, we decided to like sneak out of the party early and go and break into that old abandoned hotel that they had down like on the riverfront in yep. Baton Rouge. So we did. And we brought, and it was one of the darkest, creepiest, like sc- scurriest places I've ever <laughs> experienced. Anyway, that's not the, the story I want to share with you. Uh, also involving uh, some friends from LSU, including our own Mr. Adam Bruce Hose. Uh, we went um, camping uh, when uh, I was with Miss Rebecca Manny and he was with she who shall not be named, um, we went camping in Lafayette, near Lafayette, Louisiana, out in the woods. So imagine, if you will, we're driving, we're getting there right as like the sun's going down. We, we thought we planned it perfectly so that by the time we unpack and get to our campsite, we'll just set everything up uh, and the sun will be going down and it'll be perfect time to start the fire and everything. So we get there. Um, our campsite, as it turns out, is a little further into the woods than we had in t- we originally thought it would be. So it took us a long time to get from the car to the site. By the time we got there, it was it was already dark, uh-huh. and so we'd brought some stuff with us. And uh, Adam was like, "Well, somebody's going to stay here and watch 
the stuff while we go back to the car to get the rest of it. And, you know, it's out in the middle of the woods. It's cold. Um, nobody really wants to do it. So finally, uh, being, being the only man in the group, apparently, I was like, you know what? I'll stay. That's fine. I'll stay and I'll watch the stuff. So nobody else wants to do it. Uh-huh. So they go off. They're walking through the woods. You know, you can kind of see the light that they're shining up until it disappears. And suddenly, I'm there all alone in the woods by myself. That's not quite so scary. I've, I've been alone in the woods before. It's fine. You know, uh, I, grew, I, I was born in rural, rural Texas, uh, so I, I, I get it. Uh, however, about 10 minutes after I realized I was completely alone, all of a sudden, off in the distance, I hear Crazy, crazy by Patsy Cline. <laughs> Just echoing somewhere in the distance, like it's sounding like it's coming out of some gramophone somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, only dueling banjos would be scarier. Only dueling banjos would be <laughs> yeah. scarier, and that would be scarier in a different manner. Uh, yeah. This this was this was like okay fuck now I'm in now I'm actually in a horror movie. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm you know at this point I'm I think I was 20 years old at the time, and uh, now I'm actually I'm actually getting scared. Uh, and uh, I was like shit this this is just too perfect. Where is it? This is the middle of a state park. Where is that music going to be coming from? Especially that. Like, you figure if people are out camping, one of the last things they're probably going to play is Patsy Cline. Uh, nothing really came of that. They, they have, <laughs> about 10 minutes later, I guess, maybe 15 minutes later, Adam, Aaron, and Rebecca ended up kind of walking back towards our campsite. And uh, I, I did not share this with them. Uh, this is actually the first time I'm telling this story out loud, but it, <laughs> it literally, it did scare the bejesus out of me. Just, if you can imagine being alone in the woods and all of a sudden hearing this sort of like, because in the right context, that's a great song, but when you're sitting alone in the middle of the woods and suddenly crazy starts drifting out, uh, that's, uh, that is a frightening experience. Um, also I saw a ghost. I've seen a ghost. <laughs> oh, you've seen a ghost. Yeah, oh, okay. Not, not. I thought mean, you I mean, saw something with. Patrick Swayze in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I did see that movie, but uh, no, I um, I attended uh, summer camp at uh, St. Stanislaus in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, which is, um, uh, well, first of all, that was really cruel uh, of my parents to send me there because I had a lisp when I was younger. Uh, so trying to say St. Stanislaus in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi was, I even have trouble with it now, and I've had speech therapy. Um but anyway, that it's a that was a, a boys prep school, a reform, almost kind of a reformatory school actually, during the school year. But during this during the summer, it was a a, a really fun summer camp actually. In uh, one of the dorms, is Catholic school. Uh, we stayed in the dorms, and uh, the tale would always fly around that uh, the dorms were being watched by Brother Otis, who was one of the uh, the. Um, Brothers of the, the Sacred Heart, I think, who ran the the, or the school, who died dur- during a fire in that particular dorm, trying to save some of the students. And you know how you know in every school there's always that that tale of like, oh, you know, such there, there's a ghost of such and such who died in the school trying to save. But the brothers that were working there at the time actually confirmed it because it happened in the not so distant past. I guess it was you know 10, 20 years beforehand. And they all confirmed the story of Brother Otis. They didn't confirm whether or not there was a ghost. Uh, they just confirmed that he did die in the dorms. So, 
everybody's always talking, oh, Brother Otis, you know, go to make sure you put your covers over your head tonight because Brother Otis is walking around. You don't want to see him. Uh, well, one night, I'm sleeping in my bunk. Uh, there's, we, it's our room, there's four guys, including myself. Uh, I wake up in the middle of the night, and you know how sometimes you, you don't really open your eyes, but you're kind of aware of what's going on around you, but you're still sort of half asleep, so you don't really get it? Well, I thought I heard one of my roommates, like, going to the bathroom. And so I sort of open my eyes for a second, and I, I see uh, somebody standing in the middle of the in the middle of the room, and he didn't he wasn't moving. It wasn't like he was walking. He was just standing there, and I was like, uh, I, I thought it was my friend Josh, and uh, so I just rolled over. I said, Josh, what are you doing? And he didn't answer me, and uh, I opened my eyes, and uh, I couldn't see. Like I don't know how much of this is just me being uh, like half awake. I couldn't see make out the figure of the person. I saw someone standing there, but I couldn't see a face. I couldn't make out a face. I could just make out the figure of a man. And uh, I, I sat up and I said, who are you? And this figure pointed at me and disappeared. I shit you not, right in front of my eyes. Just evaporated right in front of my eyes. Now, a lot of people, when I've told this story, have been like, you weren't awake. You thought you were awake, but you weren't awake. No, no. I was awake. You know how I know I was awake? Because I couldn't go to sleep for the rest of the fucking night. I stayed awake all night long. It scared the living shit out of me. But, you know, let's say I did see a ghost. Let's say that was a ghost. He didn't do anything bad to me. So what reason do I have to be scared? <laughs> that, um, that was my brother Otis' story, St. Stanislaus. God, I've seen a ghost, Adam. I'm a special, special person. Damn. I don't know what I'd do if I'd actually seen a ghost because uh, uh, I get I uh, I've told you this on the show before. Whenever I watch an unsolved mysteries where they talk about <laughs> yeah. ghosts at at all, yeah. like at, if, even if there's one story about like uh, you know there's a cruise ship where some uh, you know some uh, sixteen uh, the ghost of Natalie Holloway uh, tries to find the two lovers that double stuffed her the night before she died or something like that. Like I I cannot sleep because I see the ghost of Natalie Holloway in my, in my mind Yeah, all night. No, I know. I mean, just, just like beforehand, before that, just the mention of ghosts, you mm-hmm. know, because I was a kid, would have... would have Robert, Robert Stack's voice, too. Oh, fucking... Unbelievable. And they always had those creepy dramatizations, you know, yeah. like that, just that show. Oh, scared the Jesus out of me. Um, Emily, are you a believer in the, in the uh, paranormal, in, the, in ghosts and whatnot? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, she's a chick, Nate. Come on. Of course. Yeah. Reason magic and everything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look. I mean, but, you know, Dana was the only skeptic in Ghostbusters. So, I mean, listen, not all women believe so easily. Yeah. That's um, a good point. Oh, I was going to say, when I lived in New Orleans, we had creepy stuff happen in our house. And it was a really old house, too. You mean, like, sounds and, and, and stuff? Well, like, we decided it was a ghost that liked music because we had a piano in the front room, and any time you'd like play on the piano, it sounded like there were like people dancing in the main room, oh. and like I'd investigate, and there wouldn't be anybody else in the house. And then I came in one day, and I heard like a guitar in Megan's room. She had a guitar, so I opened the door, and Megan wasn't in there. So we'd just mm-hmm. hear like anytime you did anything with music, there'd be like oh. so you had musical I guess our ghosts. ghost like dance. Yeah, he was he was friendly. We weren't really like okay, whatever. 
Our house is over 100 years old it's in New Orleans. I'm sure there's somebody living in here. Uh, yeah, I guess that maybe if there are if there is such a thing as ghosts, which I'm inclined to believe, then uh, maybe they're friendly. Maybe some of them are friendly. Maybe some of them are not. Uh, but uh, it's funny. It's funny. Nate, I was telling you about how Robert Stack's voice makes a, a, a ghost story scarier. Uh, Emily's voice telling a ghost story does the exact opposite. It really does. It's, I, yeah. Like, <laughs> part of me just wants to, you know, just sort of like, oh, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> like right. a ray of sunshine <laughs> through a dark cloud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a ray, a ray of, a ray of deep fried sunshine with butter on it. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, look, we can't, we can't spend all of our time here talking about scurry shit we have to get down to this year's business um are you guys dressing up for this this halloween yes are you going to tell us what you're going to be yes i will be los angeles dodgers pitcher brian wilson nice because <laughs> oh. I, I have a beard get it yeah <laughs> yeah well done that does not require much effort will you get mauled for wearing a dodgers uh uniform in uh, los angeles in nay in brooklyn uh no 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 it's uh no nobody in the I, the the two the team everybody hates the most in new york is the yankees because you got like a third of the people in new york fucking hate the yankees you know there that's you it go. here you go emily what about you well i'm gonna be out of town on halloween so we're not dressing up but i did look it up and one of the beaches where we're going is supposed to be haunted so Ooh. i thought we could go there on halloween to the haunted beach. Be careful with that shit. You know, uh, going to a haunted place on Halloween, man. That's there's, you know, that's that's when it gets evil, evil, as in the fruits oh, of the devil. Oh, you're going to be in the in the Virgin Islands, Emily. Yes. That's in like the Caribbean Sea, correct? Uh, I don't know. Mm, you know, you have to fly through the Bermuda Triangle to get there. No, just... I don't. I looked. I looked. We're going down to Miami and then over. Now, Miami uh, touches the Bermuda Triangle. It does. It's Miami, Puerto Rico, Bermuda. See that? Wow. Good luck. Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, listen, I'm so last glad to have had one. you on this last <laughs> Bicoastal Hootenanny. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, here's the thing. I, I've got a little bit of a dilemma. Um, mm-hmm. Because I've had some really, really great ideas this, this year. But they keep getting shot down. And I'm not happy about it and I, I want you guys to, to kind of help me understand this um, I I've had three ideas that I thought were golden so far and they've all mm-hmm. been shot down the first was I wanted to go as Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction cool that was, I, dig it. I was told nay uh, then I too, I, too I, much I, cursing too much cursing there's kids around right yeah. then I had the brilliant idea of going for some reason as a Ray Charles as a zombie Mm-hmm. So like a blind Ray Charles zombie. You got um, a lot of charcoal you're trying to get rid of or something? Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I don't know why. There, there's no rhyme or reason as to why these ideas came into my head, uh, but they mm-hmm. did. And I'm not going to deny ideas that pop into my head. My third idea that I had was I wanted to go as Oda Al Jolson. No. <laughs> <laughs> Close. I wanted to go as Oda Mae Brown, Whoopi Goldberg's <laughs> character from Ghost. Jesus. Um, because come on, those are those are fun costumes. But you know, mm-hmm. everybody that I told those were like, you can't do that. And I was like, why can't I dress up as a black person? Why? Because the, I'm celebrating, you know, black characters, and I'm uh-huh. not. I'm not. You know, I'm not going to dance around and you know, do a little jig. 
You know, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, just, I'm going to, I'm going to, right. And that's what I'm saying is I'm not doing anything that should be offensive. I'm just dressing as a character. Like mm-hmm. if, if, you know, if somebody, if some, um, let's say that some black guy decided to dress as Captain Kirk from Star Trek, would, mm-hmm. would, would anybody be offended by that? No. No. And that's exactly the same thing, right? It's exactly the same thing. Uh, well, it, it's a, it's a character from a movie or a television show. Mm-hmm. So. Why can't I dress? I, and I really want to know the answer to this because I don't want to offend anyone. So if I'm just completely missing the point, I need it to be explained to me because it's like, well, I just want to dress like a character from a movie that I think is fun. It, who just um, happens to be black. Duh. I, God, do I have to? I mean, are, are you being obtuse? I mean, no. you, do know the history of, you do know the history of blackface. Well, sure, sure. But it's, that's that's blackface for the purpose of mocking and, and, and denigrating. I, I would actually be celebrating. I would be, you know, hey, look, it's Ray Charles as a zombie. That's fun, right? Or Is this a, is this a weird roundabout way for you? To, like, are you defending the Washington Redskins name or something in this weird way? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm trying to figure out what your angle is. I really, I, I guess, I guess, I guess I get why it's offensive. I just, I guess I'm just expressing my dismay that it is. Like, I yes, feel like you're so you're so non-racist. I, I do get this. I'm dead serious here. You are so non-racist that you lament the fact that you can't actually, in earnest, for fun, dress up as a black person for for humor purposes. You are lamenting that you cannot dress up as a black person without black people and white people alike being reminded of minstrel shows and slavery. Yeah, exactly. Which, which has nothing to do with you. Yes, I lament those things too because. God, I love making fun of black people. It has nothing to do with being racist. Yeah, yeah, it really—it's true. It's true. And 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 you know, think of uh, think of all the opportunities out there for on a holiday like this, where everybody can come up with you know the point of of Halloween nowadays is to to be clever and to be fun and to, to you know to just sort of do whatever make inspires you. Was that mm-hmm. make fun of black people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, here we are. Uh, and and there are so many opportunities being squandered to to do to do fun things, and it would be a nice step forward, I think, if everybody just got the uh, bee out of their bonnet and mm-hmm. just let uh, just let me dress as uh, Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction. That's right. I would say that is our official stance on this show, Nate. That it uh, it would be a step forward for this country if white people dressed in blackface. I completely agree. <laughs> there, there you go again. Write it down. Be it known. Be it known, America. Simplifying everything, as you are wont to do. Well done. <laughs> um, well, uh, all right. Well, thank you for kind of going through that with me. I, uh, I guess I'm just going to have to come up with something else, some other white costume. Yeah, it, sucks how, it sucks how impressed you are, Nate. I, I, it sucks. Well, I mean, look, I'm just trying to bring some originality and some freshness to this stale world that we live in. But mm-hmm. uh, apparently the man's not going to let me do that. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's move on to happier things. Uh, I got a little trivia around for you guys. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's move on to a segment that I like to call First Down and Boo. <laughs> Uh, oh, here's, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Here, here's the way it's going to go. I've got uh, a series of, uh, uh, I believe it's like eight questions. Uh, it's going to go Adam, then Emily, Emily, then Adam. It's going to go back and forth. And whoever has the most points at the end, at the end of this trivia round wins not only my respect, but the first ever spooktacle first down and boo. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yes. yes. All right. We're going to start with Adam. Adam. 
We're going to start with a little holiday, Halloween holiday trivia. Halloween is named after the ancient festival Sam, sorry, Samhain, which looks like Samhain, but it's Samhain. Is it Celtic or Gaelic? Uh, that is uh, clearly Gaelic, Nate. Wrong, idiot. It what? is ah. Celtic. It is a Scottish holiday. Damn it. Fucking moron. Emily, uh, Halloween is short for what term? All Hallows' Eve. I'm sorry, we cannot accept that. It is just Hallows' Eve. All uh, Hallows' Eve is the next day, November 1st. Uh, Zero correct on this round. Adam, we're going back to you. The blank parade in this city that one of us on this podcast live in is the largest Halloween parade in the United States of America. The Pride Parade. Wrong, idiot. Damn it, it. Is the Village Halloween Parade. Oh, fuck. You know nothing. Emily. Quickly, yeah. Salem, Massachusetts, and Anoka, Minnesota, both claim this Halloween-related title. Uh, home of the, the witches, or... No, wrong. Halloween capital of the world. They both claim such title. Now we're going to move on to something that you might be a little bit more familiar with. It's a little Halloween Hollywood trivia. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Adam, we're going back to you. This... Uh, no, you know what? We're going to start with Emily this round. Uh, okay. Emily, this horror sequel... Stars Jamie Lee Curtis as a headmistress of a California prep school. Uh, Halloween H2O. Boom! The first correct answer of the round. Emily's got you 1-0. Adam, your turn to get back in the game. True or false? Director John Carpenter (laughs) used a Leonard Nimoy mask as the mask of Michael Myers due to the film's low budget. False. False, correct. Uh, Bonus point if you can tell me whose mask he used. Richard Nixon. You idiot. No, it's wrong. It's William Shatner. (laughs) No, I didn't. didn't. (laughs) All right, it's still one-to-one. We're going back to Emily. On this day in 1990... Oh, you're going to know this. On this day in 1993, this famous actor died from an overdose outside of a popular Sunset Strip bar. River Phoenix. Boom! Bonus point. Which bar? Uh, Oh, uh, Johnny Depp's a part owner. Nope. Uh, Viper Pit. (laughs) Nope. Close. No. One more guess. Viper Room. Viper Room. Boom. She gets two points on that round. She's up three-to-one on Adam. Adam, you're going to get this. This former LSU uh-huh. coach, nay, Satan himself, was born in this day in 1951. Yeah. Right. Not only is Dale Brown born on that day, but Nick Saban is born on that Very day. Very good. Yeah. All right. You've tightened the lead. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Emily Ann Sanders Hyman. This celebrity died in 1926 after taking a punch to the stomach. Uh, I don't know. All right. All right. Take a guess, or I'm going to send it back to Adam. I don't, I don't, Going I don't back know. to Adam. Adam, this celebrity died in 1926 after taking a punch to the stomach. President Calvin Coolidge. <sighs> no. no, no, you're just wrong. I'm taking all, I'm taking all your points away. Uh, <laughs> Emily wins three to zero. Uh, uh, Harry Houdini died in oh, 1926 <laughs> after after challenging one of his fans, who was a boxer, to punching him in the stomach, claiming that he could take right. any punch any man could give him. And he died of a ruptured appendix. That's right. I walked by the cemetery where he's buried last night. <laughs> Did you really? He's buried in Ridgewood, Queens, or is he? Ooh. He is. But yeah, he's over there, Ridgewood, Queens. He's from Milwaukee, too. Good guy. <laughs> he's a good man, that Harry Houdini. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Adam, you put, up, you put up somewhat of a good fight. Emily kind of <laughs> kicks your butt. Uh, I, I'll give you your points back, but she still beats you three to two. Uh, yeah. In the first ever Bicoastal Hootenanny Spooktacle. First out in Boo. Ah!
Um, that's actually going to do it. It's been a fun... Thank you for joining me for this fun Halloween uh, spooktacle edition. Um, that's going to wrap us up here on the Bicoastal Hootenanny's first ever spooktacle right here on Freaky Friday. I mean, Frizzell Friday. A thank you. Join us Monday as we once again celebrate all things Hallow's Eve on the Bicoastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam. Emily, we wish you the best in the Virgin Islands. Is that where you're going? Virgin Islands? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to Virgin Islands. How long are you going to be there? Uh, Saturday to Saturday. So, a good full week. Yeah. Yeah. And you just going to, what, lay on the beach and chill out? Uh, yeah, I think so. Now that the government's reopened the national park, I'll have more options. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Cause the shutdown is now over. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Adam, you got anything fun going on between now and Monday that you can tell us about? Uh, no, but I have a trivia question for you. Oh, a yeah. Halloween trivia question for you. On Halloween night, 1959, Billy Cannon ran an 89-yard punt return touchdown against Ole Miss, who was ranked number three. LSU was ranked number one. That put the Tigers up 7-3. to three. Who made the game-winning tackle to save the game for the Tigers? That I do not know, actually. It was Billy Cannon himself. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so he... So on his run, he tackled somebody to get in the end zone. No, God, no, 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 God damn it, no, Nate, come on, man. Uh, the no, the used to back you, 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 there were substitution limitations, so like you had to play both sides of the ball. So oh, wow, um, Billy Cannon ran that touchdown. He was an offensive player, but he also he had to play defense for a lot of the game, including that final drive, and he made the game-winning tackle on the on a goal line stand with like a minute left to wow. keep uh, Ole Miss out of the end zone. Look at that, that's amazing. Uh, LSU's only Heisman Trophy winner, correct? That's correct. Wow. Um, it looked, it looked uh, you know, Tyran Matthew was obviously uh, uh, nominated, and it looked for, for a couple of games this season that Mettenberger or Odell Beckham Jr. were going to have a shot, but I, I think that that's gone with the win now, don't you? Yeah, I think Tyron Matthew won a high times trophy. but um. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's going to do it, boys and girls. Um, thanks for, for joining us. Until next time, in the words of the big-titted Elvira, Unpleasant dreams and swing you toi. Adam. Swing you toi. Emily. Swing you toi.